Welcome to the Interesting Podcast, episode number 150. This episode is with my friend Callie Wills. She is a writer, director, sound designer, and genuinely one of the most talented voice actors I have ever worked with. I've been such a fan of hers for a while now, and I was so glad to finally have her on the show. We talk about her growing up loving theater, how she got into voiceover, being the president of the VO club in college, going from auditioning to making her own stuff, all the different projects we've worked on together, inspiring each other to work harder, her latest audio project, Departure, which is incredible, and so much more. She's great, and you're going to hear it for yourself. So let's get right into it. Please enjoy this episode of The Interesting Podcast, episode number 150 with Callie Wills. Theme song time. going uh, it's going all right yeah Slow start uh my my weekends quote unquote are actually mondays and tuesdays oh there so, you go <laughs> yeah i just started my weekends i got to sleep in today which is really nice nice what is what is sleep in for you what is what time is that um it's now like 12 nice nice yeah. <laughs> hey i respect that i i've been working nights for almost 11, 12 years long time mm-hmm. and wow. uh so me sleeping in is like 2 p.m. Right, and, right, yeah. You know, because I don't get to sleep till like 6. So when I, I I like to compare notes, like sleeping in, like, my God, I can't remember the last time I saw 9 a.m. It's been years. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> in, in college, I slept till like 2 or 3. Yeah, the there you go. Because I'd stay up so darn late. Yep. Um, but yeah, yeah now I, I can't, I, I realized recently as I was like, um, uh, ha- actually having to commit to like a work week and stuff like Oof. that, you know, I can't pull all nighters anymore and I can't even stay up past like 12 o'clock without being incredibly <laughs> tired. And I just remember I was doing like a D and D session and we went over, yeah. uh, you know, 12 o'clock or whatever. And I was so exhausted and I was like, guys, I think we have to stop. And they're like, okay. And the next morning I was just drained and I looked at my roommate and I was like, Christina, I think. I don't think I'm a kid anymore. <laughs> like I'm, I'm tired. I'm like not young anymore. I'm 22. And she looks at me and she goes, Callie, this is the first time you're experiencing this. Right. We've been dealing with this for so long. Cause but you know, they're just a little bit older than me, but I'm like, Oh my gosh, like this, I'm having a crisis here. I'm not as young as I used to be. That's right. It's like that Indiana Jones <laughs> thing where you just see yourself like sunken eyes all of a sudden. You say, what is happening? Yeah. Like what happened? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, I I can't remember a time when I wasn't tired. It's, mm. That's just my standard setting now. Yeah, I yeah. I 100% agree these days. It's yeah. awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just I it's one of one of my few superpowers is the ability to fall asleep very quickly. Oh like at, yeah. At any time, I'm like, if we're in a race, I can fall asleep sitting up in a chair. I've done it. Wow. Yeah. That's really impressive. Yeah, I mean, my- I don't want to brag. The biggest, the biggest injustice to me is like after work every day, I like to take a short nap before I continue because I know I'm going to have to be up late, but like 
nine times out of 10, I wake up from that hour long nap and I'm even more tired than when I went to sleep. And I'm like, this is not, this is not okay. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Like the same, I'm the exact same way. It's like this weird thing where like, I'm, my body's telling me to shut down. So I'm going to do that. And then I did that. And then the body's like, I meant like for real, like for a while. And you're like, exactly. I have to do. I can't do this. <laughs> it's not fair. I gave you a rest. That's right. That's right. Did you say you get half your abilities back on a short rest? Come on. A short rest. <laughs> Come on. Why can't we just make a, make a deal with some fae or fee? I know if, if only, if All you know, abilities. if I could opt for an elf's sleeping schedule, where it's just four hours oh of meditation. Oh my gosh, yes. I'm in. I'm in. No, 100%. And then the whole idea of, uh, whatchamacallit, the um, uh, transferring your, your sleep to other people. Yeah. Just like having sleepers yeah. that exist and you could just like give them your hours. That'd be the best. That'd be the best. <laughs> yeah, if only. There's just, there's too few hours in the day, I think. Oh yeah. For stuff that like, I want, I feel like we're the same that we're always doing a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, are are you good with free time? I'm terrible with it. I I can't do it. Oh, I'm, I'm terrible with free time in the sense that one, I don't usually have it. And two, when I do, I'm consistently thinking to myself, I'm not doing anything. I'm a failure. Yeah. I I, I, I should be doing, (laughs) I'm lazy. I'm apathetic. What are you doing? Like you should be editing something. Um, so like, even when I listen to podcasts or critical role or stuff like that, I have to be like working on something in the background while I do it. Cause I'm like, this is not leisure time. Yeah. You gotta work (laughs) when you're awake, you are accomplishing things. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I I'm wired the same way. It's gotta be some kind of a disorder, right? Possibly. Yeah. I think it is some kind of, (laughs) cause I, I realized, you know, uh, as soon as I started going to therapy, oh my gosh, thank God for therapy. Oh, nice. Um, they were like, yeah, you're a perfectionist. And also you're kind of addicted to stress. And I was like, I'm addicted to stress. <laughs> and they're like, yes. What? And I, you know, I looked back at my mother and I was like, oh my gosh, my mother is addicted to stress, like hardcore. Oh no. <laughs> um, so yeah, I was like, oh, okay. That's not good. <laughs> sure. Addicted but yeah. To stress. Addicted to oh. stress. Wow. Um, that, so it was it's not that's not good Callie. no it's 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 not um but it like stress i, I guess it makes me feel alive in a sense yeah it makes me feel like just, i'm accomplishing that's the addiction. something mm-hmm. you get the rush yeah exactly but yeah, yeah. you're right it is not good for yeah, for I'm my body <laughs> my mind yeah same kindred spirit i my thing is like i have goals right and I want to accomplish them. I have a dream that I want to accomplish. And every time I relax, which is, you know, never by design, I'm like, what am I doing when I could be getting closer to my dream? You exactly, know what I mean? Yeah. It's that weird. I don't know what that is. It's a, it's a thing. It's weird. Maybe it's, <sighs> a, cre- maybe it's a creative thing. I'm just going to paint it in a nice color. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, yeah. We just have creative energy that we have to funnel some somehow. Exactly. Somewhere, somehow. (laughs) Or the existential dread sets in. You know, it's it's fine. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) We're fine. I'm fine. You're fine. We're fine, Mm, right? I'm a professional. Yes. It's great. (laughs) I I am so excited that you said yes to this. (laughs) Oh, I'm so excited that you asked me. It blew my mind. I can tell you, I was literally on the couch. I was watching Hannibal with my roommate and I screamed and she was like, it wasn't that scary, Callie. And I'm like, Ryan just invited me on his podcast. (laughs) 
she's like, who's Brian? And I'm like, the guy I've been telling you about, the like voice actor dude. Yeah. Um, and yeah. he's like, oh, that's so cool. Who's he had on there? And I'm like, oh my gosh, Christina, <laughs> you don't even need to know. But then, yeah, like last night I was preparing to go to bed and I was like, yeah, I got to, you know, get hyped for this podcast tomorrow. And she's like, well, <laughs> you said it was just a conversation, right? And I'm like, yeah, yeah but, you know, like all the other people that have been on here and all the talent, like I, I, I feel like I don't have anything to contribute. I'm going to come off as immature, young, naive. And she's like, hey, she was, she was really comforting. She said, you know uh i'm there there are people that are you know less experienced than you at your age and younger and mm -hmm. someone someone needs to hear what you're gonna say exactly and it, it, it's gonna appeal to at least one person out there and if it's going to do that then why not you know do it i agree so thanks friend yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it's been super long overdue uh, the, my, one of the biggest joys of the whole idea of the show is that it's just anyone whom I'm interested in. And so there's not like a, a, a quantifier, you know, where like you have to have two Emmys to join the conversation. Exactly. Like, not like my dad was episode hundred, you know? And I'm like, let's yeah. just get like, anyone that's interesting. And like, it, I've wanted you on for a long time because I mean, I've told you to your face, I'm such a fan of you. And Aww. so I was like, let's just. Let's get her comfortable first, and then we'll, we'll find a way to <laughs> blackmail her into coming on the show. <laughs> oh, you're not supposed to mention the blackmail, Brian. I know, but I'm so, I, I mean, I just asked. I was not coerced here in nope. any sense of the mm, word. <laughs> mm, nope. That, gonna have to cut that out now. <laughs> but yeah, having, you know, like the interesting podcast, not, you know, anything specific. Yeah. Just, hey, do you want to sit down and hear an interesting conversation with an interesting person? Exactly. Um, Boom. Yeah. It's awesome. Easy peasy. Impossible to promote because there's no yes. like <laughs> theme. <laughs> yeah, there's no there's no hook. There's no another. It's like, hey, you want to hear a guy who you don't know talk to other people that you might not recognize about pretty much whatever pops into his head? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey. that's that's I, I believe that that's, you know, something that podcast should be about. I we, think so, too. We need that. I think so too. Um, in the space to to realize that these people that we put on pedestals and and stuff like that are human too. Just knock them down. And yeah. <laughs> not, <laughs> knock them down. Um, but you know, get a little peek behind the curtain as to one, they're they're real human beings, and yeah, and two, they they just have so much more depth than you're ever gonna get from an article about one specific thing that they did in their life. Agreed. Agreed. You know, you know, it's funny. I don't. I, I'm. For sure, I've mentioned this sometime in the last however many years I've been doing this. But you know what? Actually, was one of the reasons I started the show, like one of the inspirations. Let I me was, know. I was listening to uh, the Nerdist podcast years ago, <laughs> and Tom Hanks was a guest. And I was oh. already like, oh, my God, it's Tom Hanks. And there was a part when he just talked about how much he likes storage wars. And I was like, oh, <laughs> what? Tom? Tom Hanks watches Storage Wars. I watch Storage Wars. I watch and Storage like, Wars. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just just a weird thing that I was like, oh my goodness, he's a person. Yeah. You know, it's like just yeah. this other layer. And I was like, I just like people and getting to know them and stuff. And I mean, we we met on World of Tomorrow. We did. Which is weird to say because we didn't meet meet until Epsilon. Until Epsilon, yeah. But we've worked together for a little while. And uh, it's been pretty cool. 
Yeah, I just had a, I had a headshot and a voice. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> what was my thing? Yeah. Um, and like, yeah. I didn't even know that you like lived in Florida. Yeah, uh, yeah. at the time, I was like, oh, you know, Epsilon. Yeah. I thought we were also going to do the same thing where we same. weren't really going to be in person. Same. And then as soon as they were like, oh, we're going to actually record here, I was like, oh my gosh, I get to meet him. <laughs> oh like, my gosh. Oh no. <laughs> no, I was so so excited, Brian. You don't even know. I was like, oh, I get to meet my Tim. <laughs> oh yeah, that is, that's true. I was nervous. I was really nervous. Oh, I was too. <laughs> I was like, uh, I was, you know, I was nervous because. Uh, we one, uh, I just playing off of you in the booth and having a vision yeah. of, of you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I thought, you know, the vision might have been like mutual in the sense that you were going to meet me and you're going to be like, oh, oh, okay. she's right. a lot. Yeah. Mm. Um, okay. <laughs> not what I was expecting behind can the I, voice. Can I turn around when we do this? Yeah. Can I, can I send this back? <laughs> yeah. uh, and, then, and then two was, you know, we were going to be playing completely different characters. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I was afraid that, that I, I wouldn't live up to the expectation. That's uh, so funny. Of a, of a different, different character in front of you. Same. Isn't that weird? How we're like, we've worked together on these things and we have these characters that we've done two seasons of now. And we're like, mm -hmm. all right, cool. But when we step into other shoes, we're like, we both know that we're not these characters. We're the other characters. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's like, oh, this is this is weird. I'm playing across from you. But you were, you know, as soon as you started reading the first line, hello, Epsilon, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, was I was like, wow. Yeah, that's not Tim. <laughs> no, that's not Tim. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was the most fun about that project, which I'm sure we'll get to. It's like the it was so different, like especially so Nero different. to Tim. Like, oh, yeah, I, I go into pretty much every gig being like, can I do this? Uh, I don't know. Let's find out. Like, just try it out. You know, I, I I ping pong back and forth between. Yes, I can absolutely do that. Like just full hearty. I don't actually know that, but I'm going to say it just because, mm -hmm. you know, let's see what happens. Or I have no idea. Let's find out. And Epsilon, the, that entire job was, I don't know, let's find out. And then next thing you know, I'm making weird animal noises. It's it's, it's such an inspiring thing. And it's, it's a crazy. great mindset to have as a voice actor. Um, because that is one of the biggest things that, that I tell people who like want to get into voice acting. I'm like, after the first couple, you know, uh, times you have to get them comfortable. Yeah. Uh, cause uh -huh. I, cause I had like, uh, I was president of a voice acting club. So that meant that I had to like teach oh, cool. people voice acting. Hell um, yeah. So after the first couple lessons, uh, once you got comfortable, you're like, all right, you need to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Right. They're going to ask you to do makeout sessions in the booth. Mm -hmm. They're going to ask you to make weird noises yep. uh, and voice very strange and sometimes uncomfortable things. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, but you got to be able to, you know, for the most part, of course, within reason, say yes and. Yep. Uh, and just go for it. Uh, so coming into a session like you did and being like, hey, I'm not 100% sure I can do this, but I'm definitely not 100% sure that I can't. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's go for it. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And it's no skin off my nose. But right. if it does, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. And it did. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it did. I still hear your mantis clicking you? noises in my nightmares. It was awful in the best kind of way. Yeah, that was wild. <laughs> we need a monster. <laughs> uh, all right, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know. I think it's a comfortability thing. I do. And, you know, we've worked together enough. And I, again, I, I'm a very forward person. 
where yes. I, I've learned the hard way. Don't leave anything unsaid. Mm-hmm. Like if you feel a way, just tell someone the way you're feeling. And I've told you so many times that I, I love working with you because there's that rapport and that comfortability that if you hadn't been there for Epsilon, I honestly don't know if I would have been able to do everything that I did because it was like, we'd fought in the trenches before in world of tomorrow. And mm-hmm. then I was like, Oh, right. Well, Callie's here. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to go for it. Right. Cause I, she like, she's got my back here. Just yeah. being there gave me kind of like the security and freedom to just make weird deer noises. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad. I'm you so know? glad. That means that means more than anything to me. It's true. Uh, hearing that. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Somehow I tricked you into being a friend. Um, you know, <laughs> oh. hey, whatever works, whatever works. That's crazy. You taught voiceover though. Is it? So actually, I want to back up. So you're in Orlando. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I am in Orlando. Are you from Orlando? I am not from Orlando. I am from an hour and 20 minutes south, uh, West Melbourne. If you're looking on like a map of Florida, it's the little bitty piece uh, on the uh, East Coast that like sticks out into the water just a bit. Right, 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 right. The other coast. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I know where old Melbourne is. Yes, yes. Was it school that brought you to Orlando? Uh, Yes, it was. UCF offered me the most money and I needed money to go to school. (laughs) Also, uh, they happened to have a, a film program Oh, cool. uh, so it was between it was between UCF and uh, FSU, I believe. Nice. Um, but I went to FSU and I went to the film orientation and the, whatever faculty member they put up there did not represent the curriculum no. very well. <laughs> uh, but I like the campus. I like the campus a lot. Um, there you but go. Yeah, UCF offered me a lot of money. And honestly, looking back on it, I should have applied to a lot more schools. <laughs> I applied sure. to like two. Um, sure, sure. But it, it, it was at a point in my life where my, my parents really wanted me to be an engineer, a doctor, or a lawyer. Oh, it, You know, geesh. set aside money for me to do those things. Uh-huh. Um, and I'd had like an internship my sophomore year of high school where I worked for my dad's company oh. um, in Melbourne uh, as an intern. And actually, by the end of the summer, they were asking me to work there full time because I had done this whole thing with... Basically, I had a job that they needed covered over the summer, and then they were going to give it to a real person at the end, and I would train that real person. Gotcha. But I realized that you could make everything happen on the computer if you just like computerize the process. Oh. So nice. I worked with the IT department when I wasn't actually working to make basically a giant macro that would do my work overnight for them. Dude. <laughs> and they were like, oh my goodness. Like, yeah. we don't, we're going to move this person who was going to do your job up the ranks so that they can do something, you know, better and get more pay. Do you want to stay here? Uh, hey. And I was like, oh, I have AP classes and I can't really Sheesh. balance that with a job. So no. So my, <laughs> my parents were pretty confident that I, you know, had a place and they were like, oh, you're also a woman and a woman going into engineering is just, you know, it's a shoe in. Ah. Uh, but I was always super into theater really? in high school. I, I've, I've been into theater since third grade. Nice. Uh, I absolutely love it, especially musical theater. Really? And, uh, oh, I'm obsessed. Really? <laughs> I okay. only listen to show tunes. That's like it. Okay. Okay. Uh, you have a favorite? Uh, a favorite? Currently, right now, it does change a lot, but I don't know if you've heard of the musical Six. Okay. I have not. Uh, so, but I'm so into it right now. It's about um, 
Henry VIII's wives, the Ooh. the idea divorced, beheaded, died, divorced, beheaded, survived. I love so it. So it's them coming out with this like pop rock musical talking <laughs> about their lives and they're all competing to basically say, you know, who's your favorite wife? Who had it the worst? <laughs> um, That's awesome. And but by the end of it, they all come together and say, hey, we don't need to be defined by this man. We are our own people. Get it. Uh, and they come together with a song about what might have been had had Henry not been in their lives. And it's it's Ooh. just great. Okay. Um, okay. The songs are so catchy and it gets it gets really deep into history. It's kind of like kind of like a Hamilton. Sure, uh, sure. <laughs> but yeah, I'm really into that right now. But That's I love awesome. Beetlejuice, you know, Legally Blonde, all that stuff. Sure. So I really wanted to do theater. But the one thing my theater teacher told us while we were going through was never, ever, ever major in theater. <laughs> he was like, don't do it. You're not going to make money. You're you're not going to live. Right. Like, don't don't waste the money. Sure. So uh, I was like, well, that's a no go. Mm -hmm. um, but my favorite teacher my senior year was teaching an IB, International Baccalaureate, uh, uh -huh. a film class. Oh. Uh, and I was like, oh, you know, he's my favorite teacher. Uh, I'll definitely, yeah, I'll definitely sign up for that. And it's an IB class, which means it's a lot of credit. Uh, and so, you know, I signed up for it. And honestly, I didn't have the best time when it came to like the projects and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, but the content itself really got me into film. Oh, cool. Um, and I was like, you know, I, I think I want to pursue film. Uh, and, you know, I, I finally at the end of the year came to my parents and was like, hey, this is what I'm thinking about. And they're like, well, you know, a lot of people change their majors. Maybe you should just be <laughs> undetermined. Sure. And I looked at them for like the first time in my life. I had always been kind of the perfect daughter, the the parent pleaser, um, the teacher pleaser, sure. all always the authoritative pleaser. I, I still kind of am. But uh, sure. at that moment, you know, I felt like I needed to finally put my foot down and say, hey, I'm going to do something different. Uh, yeah. And I, I went for it. I went all the way. I came in to UCF already having, you know, applied for the, the, the film program, the BFA program. And I didn't make it in until my third try. Oof. So like two years um, of just waiting and waiting and waiting. And that third try was actually, it would have been my last try to get in before I would have, you know, gone to engineering or, or something like that. Right. Well, imagine engineering being your fallback. And so, yeah, my parents, all they did was, was call me during that time and be like, don't get your hopes up, you know, like it's okay. Um, and then when I got in, it was the, the biggest celebration of my life. I remember yeah. exactly where I was. I was an RA at the time and I was in the office and I got, I had gotten the email that morning. I was like, I don't want to open it. Gosh, I don't want to open it. And I invited my friend over to the RA office. I'm like, please, I need some support here. Yeah. And I opened it and I read the first word, congratulations. And I just, I screamed at the top of my lungs. I was so happy. I spun around in my chair. I called everyone I knew. It was, you know, the best feeling. And yeah. I think that was really the moment that my parents actually kind of started getting on board and, and supporting me in right. actuality. Um, it's been kind of touch and go, of course, but, uh, 
I think like a couple weeks ago, actually, I, I felt like I really hit hit it when my mom texted me and said, hey, you know, my friend at the pool, because she works out there, nice. uh, has, you know, um, has a couple jobs that her her daughter was looking into. And I thought you might look into it. And I'm like, oh, here we go. It's going to be the... <laughs> Are you going to go back to school? Are you going to do this? Are you going to do that? Because um, they've been pretty insistent about it. But it right. was all like voiceover jobs. Really? And I was like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> my mom look is at that. Crazy. Uh, Yeah. So that's that's, uh, you know, how I got into film. Uh, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. That's so like you're into theater because because I find I because I did children's theater as well and I was not suited for it. <laughs> um just what i remember so like the first play that i did was beauty and the beast all but right it, but it wasn't like the disney version it was like the other version yes, yes like you know the beast had pretty much like an igor type of mm -hmm. assistant mm -hmm. i played that one and okay I, and i remember one i had a really hard time projecting just because i'm naturally soft-spoken so that was already a hurdle but mm. the big thing was i remember i did all this like character work and i thought i was really cool i was like all right i'm gonna like walk with a limp and I'm going to like cross my eyes and people are going to be like, Whoa, look at that guy. It's like a weird assistant. And I was like, this is going to be great. People can't see that from the back. Right. So none of the work was seen. And I was like, uh, yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so when, when you go from like, you love theater and then you go into film, when you got into the film program, were you like, I'm going to be a director, a writer, actor. What, what, what were you looking I, at? I was, I was thinking director and actor. I was like, I'm going to be that director, nice. but also like acts in their films. Get it. Um, and so I was doing the thing where I was, I was learning. Uh, so before I got into the program, I had two years before I got into the program. So I was right. still trying to get my name out there by being on sets. Um, oh, cool. So you're working so, on stuff in the meantime. Yeah. Working on stuff in the meantime to kind of Smart. build that portfolio for the next uh, submission. And to get to know people, because if you yeah. get to know the faculty and the students that are already in the program, you can kind of weasel your way in there. Of course. It's all, networking. <laughs> it's all who so, you know. So I, you know, I, I started doing that and I also started going to casting calls for the film, uh, the nice. film program. And I got a couple, but okay, Brian, I have the absolute opposite <laughs> issue to you. Like I am a stage actor, not a film actor. <laughs> I figured that out real quick. I go way over the top to the point where it is not realistic. Sure. <laughs> and reeling it back is so hard. So yeah, yeah, after like my first year when I like saw myself on screen at a couple screeners, I was like, yeah. No, <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be the triple threat of theater, film and voice. I think I'm just going to stick with voice and theater. Uh, <laughs> you can't have it all, Callie. We're I know, I know. Oh, darn. <laughs> but yeah, so there was that. And then, you know, I wanted to be a director, but getting on film sets, you're not really going to be a director. Yeah. Uh, so that's actually how I got into sound is because it was the one production sound mixer was the one position on all of the sets that was just like never filled because no one wanted to do it. Of course. Um, so I was like, Hey, I can, I, I do stuff at home with my voice mixer. Like I can, yeah, yeah I can totally adapt to this. It was a little bit more complicated, but <laughs> you know, I went home, I read the manuals. I did my research. I watched the YouTube videos. Yeah. Um, and uh, I started actually falling in love with with the process and the beauty of 
just audio media and being able to tell a story through sound. And I think that's when I really discovered audio dramas and like podcast story podcasts. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that was how I got into sound and transitioned away from acting <laughs> in films. No, no, no. You, sir, have that, that cornered. <laughs> <laughs> it's all, it's all just practice. I, it's funny. I was just talking to, uh, my friend, Chris Foster. He's like one of my best friends in the world. He, uh, cast me in my first movie and a lot of projects since pretty much that uh showcase he edited that and those are all projects that i've worked on with him he directed blisters and everything he's oh like my uh gosh. yeah he's actually we were talking about you last night and he's like <gasps> we are team cali because he listened to departure and adored it i saw him yeah i saw him retweet yeah that's chris he's oh my gosh incredible i'm following him right now yeah you're you're gonna love him he's phenomenal and now he's like, we need to bring Kelly in for everything. I was like, I know. <laughs> uh-huh. So we, we were talking about like just different things like that. But I, I just realized I didn't. Well, I'm bouncing. So Chris, with him, we have the same thing that like me and you have with this rapport where it's like there's a comfortability where I can really go for it. Mm-hmm. And so I like working with him because when I work with him, I do my best work. You know, because we have that. So like with blisters and empty and stuff like that, I'm like, oh yeah, blisters is the best thing I've done for sure. You can see I've been doing this consistently for almost seven years in that. Yes. Comparing like the first movie tethered, which I I did a I did a good job in it. I'm I'm pretty proud of that. But Mm -hmm. comparatively, I'm like, oh right, there's just a lot of practice that got from here to there. Yeah. I can so I can tee any credit up toward a process instead of taking it for myself. Cause I have that disorder where I can't accept compliments, but mm-hmm. I didn't realize that you also did sound work like on set. That's crazy. Yes. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. Coinc- coincidentally, the episode that came out before yours was with my sound designer from ah. the Zoland art who also does like post audio, audio sound and stuff like that. She's done on set so sound cool. too. Yeah. I I really love, uh, like sound design, um, and sound mixing. That's, that's like my big thing. Uh, but production, production mixer, mixer is where, you know, I got my start and I've done a lot. And actually, um, there's a recent project. I'm actually going to hear back today, which I'm super excited. Uh, but it's, it's a feature film. It's uh, a master's film from UCF called Egghead and Twinkie. Love it. Um, which is, it's absolutely fantastic. And I'm not lying. I don't usually say this about things, but <laughs> I think it is going to be the next big thing. Really? Um, yeah. Cause I was involved in the um, short film that kind of trailered it. I was sure. a voice actress in it. Hell yeah, you were. Um, and then, you know, I was in, in the voice acting nights, which was the club that I was president of. We sat mm-hmm. in on the table reads for the film scripts so that we could help give the script writers like context to their words. Oh, cool. um, And hear that, you know, they sound right and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I actually was in the read through and I played the lead in that read through and it brought me to tears. It was such a beautiful story. It's like a coming of age story about um, these two friends, a boy and a girl, um, Egghead and Twinkie. And, um, Uh, Twinkie is gay and they're going, you know, across the country to meet like a gay icon. Oh, cool. Um, but the problem is that Egghead has a little crush on her 
Um, even though he's, she said multiple times, like, Hey, I'm gay. I'm not really interested in you, but you know, comes out at the end with this speech. That's just so beautiful about being an ally and a friend of just like, you know, yeah. Like I will put aside my feelings because you know, you are more important and you are gay and that is awesome. Yeah. And I will always be here for you. And it was, it brought me to tears. Wow. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I was like, I have to be involved in this production somehow. I don't yeah. care. So they came out with, hey, we need a production sound mixer. And I was like, I'm in. Please, 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 <laughs> please, 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 please. Um, so, yeah, I submitted like three weeks ago and then had an interview. Um, and then, yeah, I should probably hear back from today if I got in. Hell but- yeah. That no matter amazing. what, I'm going to support it like all the way through. Yeah. What a cool idea. Yeah. Man, and you know how I get when I hear a cool idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you put, you push people to complete it. I mean, I that's how departure came yeah. to be. I think a, I've told you that. I'm a pusher. <laughs> Is, you know, yeah. I, t- I told you the concept yeah. <laughs> uh, on a break during Epsilon and you were like, that's great. Like you should really do that. And I was like, well, I have the content like. I, I promised I'd never look at it again. It's shoved in the back somewhere. And you're like, no, 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 get it done. Yeah. And that's what caused me that night to go home, look up the script and say, hey, I don't really need film for this. Yeah. I can do something where I'm a little bit more comfortable and don't have to abide by COVID rules. Yep. Yep. Um, and like, I, I saw your dramatic showreel that night because I think you sent it uh, in the in the in the chat for Epsilon. And mm-hmm. I was like, this guy, because <laughs> you said, you know, you said, if you need anything, contact me. And I was like, yeah. well, well, I'm available. I think I'm going to contact him. But I was really <laughs> nervous, too, because I didn't know how close we were. Right, uh, right. And then you reached out to me for a little bit of voice work. And I was like, yes, yes, this means I have trapped him. Now yeah. I can ask for voice work. <laughs> We're both just trapping each other into exactly. things. <laughs> I didn't realize you lured me in. Exactly. Yeah. I was like, yes, now I can ask him. Now's the time. That is hilarious. Like I was playing you, but you were playing me. Oh, it's 4D chess out here. That's so that makes sense. Cause I was like, yeah, what do I owe you? You're like, oh, don't worry about it. It's fine. I was like, wow, that's really nice. <laughs> and then, ah. Aha. Mm-mm. So, so I, I wonder then, so you go from theater, right? You go mm-hmm. to film, you're doing sound design and stuff like that. When did you make the leap into voiceover? Cause you've been doing it way longer than I have. Uh, yes. I have been doing it since my senior year of high school. Nice. Uh, yeah. I got into it through anime. Of course. <laughs> of course. Hell yeah. Uh, because you know, I, I watched a lot of anime um, and he may be a bit of a controversial figure now, but I don't think I can deny that Vic Mignogna was my first like inspiration. Yeah, totally. Um, so, because Full Metal Alchemist was the second anime I ever watched, and I still Ooh. maintain that it is my top. It's incredible. Um, I love it so much. And Vic Mignogna specifically, I looked up a couple um, interviews with like convention panels with him on YouTube. Right. And that's what really brought to life oh, you can voice act. Like, that's a job. Yeah. You know, it, it took me a while. Um, but yeah, then I started, you know, noticing voice acting everywhere. I was like, oh, in the lines for rides at Disney, yep, there are people doing character voices. 
audiobooks. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, all this stuff needs voice actors. That'd yeah. be super fun. Uh, so I went on, I think it was behind the, the, vo- behind the voice actor behind the voices or something was the mm-hmm. first website I went on nice. and I looked up like a full metal alchemist, uh, fan dub <laughs> and oh, I tried cool. out for like Risa Hawkeye on my phone. Perfect. And, in like the worst, I, I still have the request. It's so Do awful. You? It's so <laughs> awful. Um, but yeah, like I didn't get the part and I, I tried out for like some Young Justice fan dubs and stuff like that. Sure. Um, and I just didn't, you know, uh, I wasn't getting anything and I was I was really discouraged. Uh, but then I got into college and I went to the club fair that happens during orientation for freshmen. Mm-hmm. And there was this group called the Voice Acting Nights, VAK. Um, so cool. And I showed up and, and I was like, hey, you know, I'm going to go to a meeting. Um, so I just went through like that first semester of meetings and I was hooked and I realized, you know, for Christmas, I'm going to ask for a blue Yeti. There you go. Uh, So I got myself, got myself a blue Yeti and I hooked it up and I actually, you know, I soundproofed my closet in my dorm and I started actually trying out for stuff and actually getting things. Nice. Um, and then I was the treasurer for voice acting nights. And then I was voided, uh, voted into the presidency for two years in a row not surprised um so (laughs) it be it it was just slow growth and also being an officer in the club pushed me I was like hey if I'm teaching other people about stuff and promoting this club I should be doing stuff right um so yeah I I always we had a showcase night so I was always very specific about what I did for showcase nights um and I was just auditioning and auditioning as much as I could and I realized just how in love with it I had become yeah uh later on i forget what was like my first role that i actually actually fell into it i have i have so so many (laughs) that were like in the in the beginning sure um but yeah i i just i I, there was one there was one point where i was sitting in the middle of a session and i was like i want to do this for the rest of my life if i could do anything yeah. For the rest of my life, I, I'd want to do this. And now it, that dream has kind of morphed mm-hmm. um, into if I could do anything, you know, be anything, uh, I'd love to be, you know, a, a showrunner for an audio drama or something along those lines, because I, I feel like I have a lot of experience in, in as opposed to film, I feel like I have very specific knowledge of specific things in film. Yep. But like, I suck at cinematography and lighting. <laughs> like, no way. I, I just, I can't do it. And I'm not comfortable with it. Sure. Because, um, you know, even though they're like, oh, the director doesn't have to know everything. You just let your DP do it. I'm like, well, I like to be able to talk to my DP. Right. You know, and actually like know what I'm doing. I don't want to come off as incompetent. Sure. But with stuff like audio dramas, I feel like I know what I'm doing throughout the entire process. I know how to do the pre-production paperwork and all of the, you know, forms and stuff. I know how to cast. I know how to direct. I know how to voice act. I know how to sound design, how to market. Right. So like having the knowledge of every step of the process, I don't know. I I feel very accomplished. You should. (laughs) Doing stuff like that. Uh, So yeah, that that would be like an ultimate goal. Sure. Work with, with that. Yeah, absolutely. 
what coming from theater into voiceover like you're saying you know with theater it's all very outward and stuff like oh, that. oh yeah but mm-hmm. with voiceover you've got a microphone was mm-hmm. there was there a learning curve for you to kind of taper the way you massive massive um one one of the biggest things there were two big things uh oh i know what my first project was that i fell in love with voice acting tell me it was uh it was called stardust kingdom what and it was very interesting it played at the orlando fringe and i have been working with phoenix tier productions which is uh the ones that put it on uh ever since then we uh, i love working with them but it was basically an interactive theater show where you would show up, scan a QR code on your phone, put headphones in, and my voice would be playing in your ear as the character, but a physical actor would be in front of you doing the motions and mouthing. What? So they would walk you through this park and you would interact with things and people around you in the show. And so you could crazy. choose to like go the pirate path or the fairy path. Um, So we had one in the daytime that was for kids and Stardust Kingdom After Dark, which was for like more adult content, which was very, very fantasy, spooky, soul sucking. Sure. Um, So uh, doing that and and sitting down, the biggest notes they had for me were your breathing is way too deep, like way too audible. Um, And part of the reason for that is because I was so physical with my movements Sure. Uh, they were like, you, you can't like, you have to, you have to speak into the mic. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, you're wearing very loose fitting clothing. So uh, that's yeah. showing up on the mic. Like you have to stop being so physical. Oh um, boy. But I've realized how to taper my physicality to where right. it doesn't affect my voice acting, but I can still have it. Yeah. I do believe that it is still very important. And I mean, even I now so. I'm moving my hands as I talk. Yeah, I, I'm because the same way. that's what I do. Same, 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 um, same. Yeah, <laughs> I I think back on because we're very similar. I feel like in a lot of ways, and that's one of them as well. Is like there's we commit, and I I think that's a big thing that I've learned from you. Is like really go for it. Like don't hold back. Give everything you've got to it. And I remember, uh, there was there was a scene in Epsilon actually where we both like were about to go into this place, and it was like all right. Let's get our guns. Let's go. And uh, Elise was watching us do this. And I guess we both lifted our hands like we were holding guns. Yep. But we couldn't yeah, see yep. each other. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I think about that a lot. I'm like, all right, when you're on the same frequency. But Yes, that, exactly. That and that's crazy that you're, you're the, the VO job that made you fall in love with voiceover was also a live theater, like hybrid. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was a kind of a crossover. That's pretty cool. Which was very interesting. It's it's what got me into it is I was like, oh, I don't think I've seen anything like this before. Because I do know there are shows at like SeaWorld and stuff where, you know, they play the voice recording and the people on stage are doing the big movements to act like they're speaking. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was like, this seems very intimate. And I like this. I like this a lot. Yeah, they go. Um, But yeah, they've, they've been doing stuff like that um for a while now they've done like a sequel to stardust kingdom they've done one called the war which was about uh about like class separation between aristocracy and poverty and like a war going on and then their most recent was for halloween uh which was infected which was written and recorded before covid oh but was like literally about like a a, 
a plague and infection <laughs> like spreading throughout the world and turning it into like an apocalyptic wasteland. Oh my God. Uh, in the air. But yeah. That's funny. Um, so I, I, I love working with them. And I think that was, that was one of, yeah, the first projects where it, it was a project I'd play. I played an original character. It wasn't right. like a fan dub. That's really cool. I, I like, I find that I like those a lot. Like the, like uh, to be able to come in without like comparing yourself. I find yes. it, you know what I mean? Like, yes, we, yes. like we, I did this thing recently where it was right after I built my booth and I was like, all right, I need to test this thing out. So I put out this call. I was like, if anyone has a monologue or a poem, send mm -hmm. it to me that you like, and I will perform it. And some people were like, do uh, the V for Vendetta thing or do the yep. Rorschach's opening. And I was like, all right, well, I'm not going to do what they did. Just so you know, <laughs> yes, because yes. I can't, I can't do imitation and they were <laughs> so good. That's why they got the role. So I'm not going to give you a less good version of the thing that you enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to change it. I'm going <laughs> to do this differently because you know, it's so hard not to. So when you get an original character, when you're like, oh, right, I get to pick what this is. And then this is the standard. It like frees you up to try stuff. Yeah. Well, I, like I think it. you you do a really good job at twisting it. I think one of the best examples of that was your little challenge with the Disney challenge. Oh, yeah. Of saying the words of the song. I forgot about just that. Just saying them, not singing them. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, wow, that's a really good way to make that character and those words your own. Yeah. It's, it's like a simple, simple exercise. And I actually suggested it to the voice acting nights, even though I'm not oh, cool. you know, with them anymore. I was like, hey, try reading lyrics like they were a poem yeah, or, or something like that, because it, it it's hard. It, it's hard. <laughs> it's, it's really so hard. hard. <laughs> yeah. It's really hard. I, I did that video. Uh, cause I did, uh, I'm uh, Hercules is my favorite Disney movie. Oh, love it. It's, it is perfection. And <laughs> I recorded that video in my hotel room on Epsilon. It was like after shooting one. Yes, day, I like, yes, I remember. <laughs> That's when I saw it. Yeah. Like, here's the thing I'll just do. I, I don't even know where I got that idea either. It was just a random like, oh, because on TikTok, you see a lot of people that's like acting challenge. And I was like, this is a different version of that. I, I'm just going to do it. Let's see what happens. Speaking of which, uh oh, you just completed one of those TikTok challenges. Oh, yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. So yeah. good. <laughs> I loved it i think Stop it was it. the the cat one the like nervous cat one. Oh yeah is that what it was <laughs> that was my favorite by far it was so good that was so hard <laughs> I, it, it's the timing it's so it, fast yes yes it was i you know what i'll come clean i'll do it on the record that was my third try <laughs> okay okay only third it was my third try only third <laughs> the big only third and the big reason it took me three tries was because of timing I kept specifically the shark one with the harpoon. Right, the harpoon. I kept running out of time because I yeah. wanted to do all the like things that he was doing of like pulling it out of his throat and like, all right, where were we? And mm -hmm. like, I was like, this takes time. He talks slow. So it took three times. And my voice hurt for like two days after that because the old lady. Oh, 100%. 100%. I mean, no. you're talking about, yeah, like voice hurting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, ah. Uh, yeah. Older characters and like I th I had to do a smoker voice once. Oh yeah, like what, like an old. You do? I mean, I mean I did you know smoker man voice. I oh, can't yeah. really do it anymore. There you go. Uh, but but like going down <laughs> deeper and in the back of my throat and I had specifically like 
like dried out the back of my throat that entire time. Oh. I messed my vocals <laughs> up so bad, so bad for the rest of, of, of the week. Yeah. Um, and I was like, yeah, you know, um, we're going to need a couple weeks before I can do re-records. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's older, raspier that, that really, really get to me. Oh, and yeah. deeper. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did a, I, I, I DM'd a one shot once. I think it was my first time DMing, which I don't mm-hmm. do very often because I'm not great at it, but I did, um, I did a barkeep and he like, let me see if I can even do it. <clears throat> it was like a, well, whatever you need over here, I can get it for you. Whatever <laughs> you need over there, I can try a little harder to get. And mm-hmm. it's just so like back in this weird spot in my throat. Couldn't talk yeah. for a day. Couldn't talk for a day. Yeah. It was bad. That was that was my DM recently. My roommate, um, last campaign we had, there was some specific character that was he was he was a boy. Um, yeah. so it was a deeper voice. Um and she gave us the choice to choose between him or his sister and his sister was the obvious choice if yeah. like we wanted an actual cleric uh-huh. um but we realized that we could ditch him easier <laughs> if we ever had to because he was young and naive so we were like okay we'll take him Perfect. and you know our dm was convinced that we would ditch him but he literally saved my character like two days uh, after course. Uh, and we were like oh we're, we love him and we're taking him with us till the end of this campaign. And she looks at us and she's like, oh, please, please no, this voice. <laughs> so yeah, she wouldn't, she would not talk as him very often That's funny. Um, for a he, while because she was like, I refuse. He just got you guys quiet. tricked me into this. <laughs> and we're like, yeah, what, what does Colton think? And she's like, <sighs> he thinks go left. That's what he thinks. Yeah, he, 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 I'm not going to say it. Oh man. So what is it about voiceover? Like, is there a specific thing you think about? Like, this is why I love it. Uh, I think it is, it, it's because I get to experience uh, the beauty and the depths of the human voice. Because, you know, uh, it's like, with, with with animals and stuff, scientists have always tried to figure out, you know, what specific tones mean, right? Um, and how how important they are. And and language itself is is so fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, but beyond the language, it's the tonality um, and the emphasis by which you say things that give them so much meaning. Totally. I I, I kind of go back to like the comma save lives lives comment where it's like let's eat grandma versus let's oh, yeah. eat grandma. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like uh, I've I've seen posts where they just have one sentence and they say emphasize, you know, one word in each of the sentence and you get a completely different feel for it. Right. And I think that's incredible. That's amazing. Agreed. That you can elicit reactions from people because we have this psychological connection to others through their voice. Because, because you know, yeah. seeing tears or a smile or something, that is a physical connection that we have. And we understand, oh, this person is sad or, oh, this person is happy. Yeah. But being able to do that without a face in front of you, through yeah. your voice, people who do it well, it, it, it blew my mind. Same. It blew my mind when I would be crying over a podcast. Yeah. Uh, over an imaginary character, you know. Yep face and and expressions um or or a cartoon you know yeah 
And so I just, I just think that the exploration of, of the human voice and how it affects us as people and connects us to these, these characters that we bring to life um, is incredible. And also realizing the depth of my own in the process yeah, of realizing, wow, I, I, I didn't know I could do that. Right, right. Um, just focusing on one part of your body really helps because you hone it so well. It's true. It's like a, like with anything, you have a tool that you learn to work with. After a while, you become a master of that specific tool. And like the voices, it's pretty wild. Like it's it, it's like, wild. And there's elicit. so much to discover about it. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And I, I don't know. It's like it, without the visual side of it, you almost, I, so I find voiceover much harder than uh, on, on camera. Like, oh, maybe, really? uh, yeah, like way harder. Cause for me, maybe just because I have more experience on camera and I'm more comfortable there, but I feel like for me personally, when I'm doing voiceover, I have to do so much more work to convey the things that I'm doing that I would normally be able to rely on visual cues for. And so it's like, it's like theater where you have to push it out and you have to convey all of these emotions through a sentence and be able to like for the audience to hear what you're feeling through what you're saying without seeing you is so specific that it's just I am in awe of people like yourself and anyone else that's like really, really good at it. Like, oh, right. OK, how do I do that? I always, I always have to point it out these days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My, I, I mean, I'm a double-edged sword when it, when it comes to films now, because not only do I have the film critic and, you know, cinephile in myself mm -hmm. of like, oh my goodness, that was such a good angle. Sure. Uh, now I have, you know, like, oh my gosh, that was, that was a really good voice acting moment. Heck yeah. <laughs> um, I was like, oh, that death scream though. Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then having, when you've done it, you have that recognition of like, Ooh, that must've been so hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. So what, like, how long was it from auditioning for things before you decided to start making your own things? Um, that actually happened fairly recently. It happened like near the end of last year. Oh. I would say when I started my YouTube channel. Got um, it. Okay. Because I realized after I graduated that I wouldn't have an excuse to be working on things. Because when right. you're a student, you have fairly easy access to a network of individuals that you can rely on for work. Sure. Uh, and I realized, you know, we're all going our separate ways. Also, this pandemic has hit, which is making things really hard. Mm -hmm. And I really don't want to fall off the wagon. I want to continue to learn. Um, and grow, but I want to, you know, continue to learn and grow both in voice acting and I can do voice acting by auditioning and stuff like that. But my right. sound design is a bit more difficult. Mm -hmm. um, so while I was applying for jobs uh, in sound design and sound mixing, I also decided to hold myself accountable and start a YouTube channel and force myself to churn out some kind of content that I was proud of bi-weekly um, for as long as I could. So I started, you know, I started with a backlog of videos. Yep. So I actually started making videos way earlier than than I started releasing them because I just wanted to have a few in case I couldn't come up with something in, in two weeks. Right. Um but yeah, building those up uh and 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 putting them together and st starting to do original content 
Yeah. Uh, really started. And, and I mean, I love it. I love it so much. Good. Uh, and I, I've actually gotten to, to flex my writing muscles because, you know, I never really got to, to exercise that form of creativity in myself um, because I was already doing so much. Um, but, you know, I, I have a, a, a discord thread, shall we say, with my roommates where we've, we've been going for three, four years on it, where we nice. just, every day we write around a thousand words in a Ooh. collaborative storytelling effort with one another. And we just go back and forth and we build these amazing stories together, yeah. with these amazing characters and settings. And it's just, you know, a daily exercise. And I think I've grown so much as a writer. Yeah. Um, so, you know, writing these original scripts like Departure, um, I'm writing an audio drama called The Dream Catchers, which Hell is yeah. extremely, you know, extensive. And then it. her and I are deciding to collaborate on uh, a graphic novel. Dude. So doing all it. this this stuff like really helps me flex my muscles. And it, it feels amazing also to like sit down for casting calls. Yeah. I love writing casting calls and I love casting. That's oh, super yeah? fun. Uh, yeah. And getting to know new people and yeah. expand my network. With you there. Um, but also having the full grasp of the project in my hands and like knowing all the context and everything about it and being able to change it however I want on the yeah. fly. <laughs> I the mean, power. talk about power. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. That makes, I have seen everything you've ever done publicly. Uh, you know. <laughs> Thank you. So I was like, oh yes, I am quite familiar with the YouTube channel. Yes. Yes. It's so what, what do you edit on? Uh, I edit um, in Adobe Audition, nice. uh, mainly because that's what I I used with uh, during schooling because we had Adobe. Sure. But I'm working on getting myself familiar with Pro Tools and Logic as well. Ooh. So, yeah, oh, making man. sure that I that I have a, a depth, but I'm still very comfortable in Audition and can do, can do most things in there. And that's where all my my presets are. There you go. There <laughs> my you really go. my really weird. Uh, Weirdly named presets. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you're amongst friends because I edit all my podcasts on Adobe Premiere because that's what I learned to use in mm -hmm. 2005. <laughs> so right. I'm not going to learn new things. I, I get frustrated learning new things. I'm like, uh, I'll give myself like three tries. And if I don't get it, then I'm like, all right, I'll move on to something else. Oh, I, I, I a hundred percent agree. Yeah. I will tell you the transition, this is going to sound so bad. The transition from <laughs> iMovie to premiere was brutal for me. Oh, I bet. Ask I me, bet. ask me to do anything on iMovie. You got it, man. Like <laughs> I am so familiar with that program from growing up and making family, family home videos every yeah. summer cousins and iMovie was our jam yeah <laughs> we were like oh my gosh there's a trailer function where you can just like put in shots and make a trailer that's so cool we're so Done. professional yeah <laughs> we made our own sound effects like looking back on it like my brother would get super close to the internal mic of the computer and just like record punch with noises like <laughs> perfect <laughs> and we'd put it in there it's it's such such classic that's amazing. Home video stuff. <laughs> but yeah, moving to Premiere when I got into the the film program in college, I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> where's the green screen effect? That's right. Where's the button that does all of this? Oh, it's, it's, it's the Ulta key? Yeah. <laughs> what? The what? 
uh, uh, no, the, the, I want to click this and make a trailer. Is there a trailer button? <laughs> but I will say, I mean, YouTube is such a godsend oh my in that God. regard. For real. Being able to just sit down and listen to some person be like, this is how you do this. Yeah. And basically, you're like, hey, I want to take a clip from this and edit it in Audition and then export it back to Premiere, but I don't want to take all those steps. They're like, here we go. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> boom. I love it. Uh, the, the internet is the greatest thing because of that reason alone. Like 100%. you can learn anything it's on. Somebody has done it and nine out of 10 times, somebody who's done it has written something or made something to show you how to do it. It's great. It's just so fantastic that we have this connection and people aren't selfish. I know. Thank God. And their thank skills. God. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. What, what, what equipment do you use these days? What's your setup? Uh, so I got a, a, a road mic. I've got a road NT1 mic. Nice. NT1A. Um, and I've got a Scarlett Focusrite mixer. Me too. Um, yeah, they're, they're nice. They're reliable. I really, really like it. Um, Same. They're easy because yes. I'm an idiot when it comes to any sort of technology. I was like, oh, just click this button and turn it up and you're good. All right. Cool. 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 <laughs> I will admit, though, I do not I do not have as fancy of a booth as you do. Well, uh, if you saw it in person, it's not <laughs> as fancy as you would think. <laughs> but yeah, I've got I've got a closet packed with clothes on one side, and then I have you know my my mic arm extending uh, downwards, it. and then I have a bunch of moving blankets because I realized, you know, I was looking into getting sound blankets, and they were like mm -hmm. hundred fifty dollars a pop. Yeah, uh, and I was like, oh my gosh, I can't afford that. And then you know, I I was moving at the time from a dormitory. And I, I went to the, you know, the store with my dad and I saw for $5, just these moving blankets. Hell yeah. And I was like, they look the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they look exactly the same. So I got like a bunch of those and those are posted up on the ceiling, the walls, they're like pinned there. Uh, yeah, I've got uh, like a music stand for my scripts and my Smart. computer should I need it. Yeah. But yeah, okay. the very basic setup. My big thing was um, once I got my Blue Yeti, I told myself that all the rest of the upgrades I was going to get, the the software I was going to use, the equipment that I was going to upgrade to, mm -hmm. um, I wanted to earn the money to buy those through voice acting. So, smart, smart. Yeah, I specifically, you know, I that's how I gauged how I was ready to move to the next level. So as soon as I had gotten enough paid gigs in a mix of unpaid and paid gigs with my blue yeti mm -hmm. as soon as i spent that money on my xlr mic uh i moved to paid gigs only um, nice which was like super scary i will yeah. admit you know of course i i submitted like 260 something auditions within oh. a span of two months and i got jack i got Sheesh. absolutely nothing at the beginning of covid and it destroyed me because I was like, I well, bet. I think I have to go back, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm not, a, I'm obviously not a good voice actress. Yeah. Uh, How would you not think that? But then, you know, slowly but surely they started to trickle in and they're, they're fairly consistent now. Hell yeah, um, they are. Which I'm it, it, very excited and happy about and relieved. Yeah. Uh, because I was very close to just giving up, but having, yeah, having that, that tier system of, I will earn the money to get my upgrade through my passion. There you go. What was really helpful and motivating. I bet I, I I've done the same thing with like on camera acting as well. I'm like anything that I make from acting, I will put into acting. 
whether it be like hosting fees for a website or like backstage or actors access or any of that stuff, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, I'm like, all that is going to, I'm any money I make from the dream is going to go into the dream and nothing else. Heck yeah. yeah. Wow. This is actually like the first time I've, I've met someone with that same mindset. Oh really? That's fine. Yeah. 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 Or mean, at least that I've, you way. know, talked about. Yeah. <laughs> I, guess. I guess there might no. be more people, but there's not, it's just me and you Kelly. Mm. <laughs> always 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 ride or die now this is how it goes <laughs> i i do love asking actors what is the most difficult role you've done so far oh yeah the most difficult role it or cha- actually or challenging yeah it actually never came out Ooh. Okay. um okay but it was it was an audio drama called three crows oh like and it was it was very good. It was about this girl. Uh, I forget. I think her name was Emily. I believe it was her name. Good name. But she, um, like her roommate dies Oof. and she's, she, she can't pay rent for the apartment. So she's kind of like hanging out on her stoop. That's like the first scene. Mm-hmm. And she gets approached by one of the cops who she's kind of sort of friends with. And the cop's like, Hey, do you want to live with me? Me and my buddies. Like I have two other buddies. And we have an apartment and we're looking for a fourth. If you were like comfortable with that, you could move in with us. And she's like, sure. So she moves in and she realizes that like all of them are mad criminals. Like one of them's a cannibal. <laughs> one oh, of God. them, the, the cops like super corrupt. They don't know what he does. They just know that he goes out on hunts Oh no! to like calm down. And I forget what the other guy did, but he was, he was also like a psychopath or something along those lines, but they're super sure. nice to her. Like they like her a lot. And she's a journalist. So she's doing like stories on them. She's like, hey, can I like write your autobiographies? So like when it, when slash if you ever get caught, like I can release it and make money. And they're like, oh, totally. 100%. (laughs) Like, that's so cool. Like I want to finally tell someone about like how I feel. Yeah. Um, So it's like that, but also she has like workplace drama where like her boss, her boss is just awful and she wants to like mess up her boss's life. Yeah, of course. Uh. So like they come up with a plan to be able to, uh, you know, expose the boss cheating on her husband. Yeah. It was really strange because there were so many facets to the character Yeah. Uh, that I had to take into account. And my first, I remember my first run through was completely wrong um, because I was playing <laughs> her, I was playing her relatively like tentative and a bit afraid of the people around her. Yeah, of course. Uh, and at the end of it, the director was like, this just isn't working. I was oh. like, oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, like, I don't know what to do. And they're like, well, you know what? Forget the context and just talk to these people like they are just roommates. Oh. And I was like, okay. So they're, they're just roommates. He's like, yeah, they're just roommates. No more context. It's like, okay. So I started like talking to the other guy out of script. So like not you know, recording or anything. Sure. Just like we were roommates talking about something. Um, and eventually it turned to a conversation about like what body part on the human is the best to eat or whatever. Cause he was, he of was course, a cannibal. As you do. And I, I forget, he cracked some kind of joke. Oh, it was, it was a very crude joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were talking about intimate activities. Of course. Uh, and he was like, yeah, you know, it's the same thing with a woman. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> and I was like, 
I was like, I, I cracked up. I cracked up so hard because it was such it was such a good pun or something. Sure, sure. And they were like, that's it. That's the that's the kind of 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 relationship that you have. Oh. It doesn't wow, you're not scared. You know you're safe. Right. So like that light bulb moment took several recording sessions to finally get. Oh man. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Wow. I you know what? Similar similar thing happened to me. Uh on on Tethered, the first movie I ever did. Mm-hmm. Uh day one of shooting was just me. And I like wasn't wearing any pants because of course. Um I was like <laughs> I was sleeping and then I got a call from a friend and then whatever. And in the script, they were the conversation goes like he calls me and he's like, Hey, uh listen, she's not there anymore. And I'm like, What? What are you talking about? And he's like, No, like she's not in the trunk. Like the body's not there. We gotta go. I need you to come over right now. And I'm like, All right, I'll be I'll be on my way. Yeah, sure. And so the whole thing on the page, I'm like, okay, I've read the script. I know the context. There was a body in the trunk. Now there isn't a body in the trunk. He's freaking out. He's my best friend. I need to go and help him, right? right. So I rehearsed for like three days by myself in my room. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay. And I'm like waking up, playing the scene, getting dressed really quick, running out the room, doing it again. And I got this thing down pat, right? right. So I, I get on set. It's just me and the crew and we're there. And right before we start shooting, I asked uh, Chris, actually, uh, Chris is definitely listening to this. Hi, Chris. Um, <laughs> and I, I was like, do you have any notes for me before we start? And he goes, yeah, yeah. Uh, you don't care. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> he's, and he's like, you don't care at all. I'm like, oh, and action. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Sa- same thing where you had this whole idea where like in the context of everything, this is what would happen. He goes, no, 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 you don't believe him. You think he's just overreacting. And I was like, ah, oh, oh, right. But I didn't have to do three, <laughs> three sessions before there. That yeah. is so stressful. <laughs> and I think it was, it was at a point in my life, it was my early voice acting career where I wasn't very confident and also didn't know how to take direction very well. Ooh, yeah. Um, yeah. So like, but as soon as I, as soon as that clicked and I figured it out, um, that's yeah. that's one of my favorite things to put down on my resume nowadays is that I'm I'm fairly directable now yeah. because I have been on the other side. Oh yeah. Uh, and realized, you know, what it takes. Yep. Um and what you're what most directors are trying to say when they're struggling for, uh-huh. for the work. Yeah. Um, but yeah, at the time it went against it went against everything in my <laughs> in my body. <laughs> my all my initial impressions to just right. be relaxed around these people. I'm like, you can't be relaxed around three psychopaths. Right. <laughs> like, there's no way. And yeah, there's like a scene where they like jump. It's where I discover it. I, yeah. I noticed them like killing a woman or whatever and they have to like drug me um, right. and take me back to explain everything. And I'm like, I would be freaking out, right? And they're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> you're not really freaking out um, because you're kind of a psychopath too. <laughs> right. And I was right. like, oh, oh, so they spotted one of their own and that's kind of why they invited her in. And they're like, yeah, exactly. uh-huh. <laughs> Isn't it funny how that works? Like what we read versus what the writer director will read. Oh, 100%. It's crazy. Like, I remember I ran into that a bunch in Epsilon because I'll be like, I don't understand what's happening with Nero right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like three lines ago, he was devastated. Now he's like chipper and cool. We're moving on. They're like, yeah, I was like, oh. They're like, yeah, he's a toddler. Oh, <laughs> Oh, okay. oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Sorry. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, I'm ready. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He just goes, <laughs> goes through the motions. Yeah. I, was like, I don't know what we're doing, but let's go. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. And, and that is another incredible thing that I discovered about, um, like when I, when I do like comic dubs or, yeah. or read throughs, like audiobooks and stuff, Yeah, you know, they're, they're, they're books and they're, they're text. Yep. Um, and for the most part, you know, you can imagine them however you wish, but when you bring voices to them, it's incredible how lifelike yeah. it becomes and how so, so real it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think totally I, I did that recently. I'm, I'm, are you familiar with the, the fire emblem? Yes. The games. Uh, the games. Yeah. Uh -huh. So mm -hmm. there was an original, like kind of fire emblem adjacent game called tear ring saga. Sweet. Who's going to have a 20th anniversary this upcoming May. And, uh, there's a friend of mine who decided to, um, take the recently translated game and, you know, give it voices, Oh, sweet. Uh, which is super fun. Um, but yeah, like going back and, and going through a video game like that, where you just have the blips and the beeps. Oh yeah. Um, as the text goes across the screen versus actual voices. Yeah. You wouldn't think it would make as much of a difference as it does. Right. <laughs> you really wouldn't. Yeah. I, um, I, that's kind of the job of the actor though, is bringing life to a page. Yeah. It's and that's cool. why people, people like condone text messaging and stuff like that. They're always like, <laughs> it's so easy to get a text message construed. Why don't you just call? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, true. Well, I don't really want to call because <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cause I'm busy. <laughs> Cause I'm busy. Uh, but yeah, I, I can, I'm, I'm very, I text in like full sentences, proper Same. grammar, very Same. solid mm -hmm. because I, I want to avoid that as much as possible. Same. Same. And then you'll be texting people. And if you punctuate, they're like, are you mad? No, 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 no. It's, I just, it's just a period. It's just a period. <laughs> like, yeah, but that period, like, that was really forceful, right? Like, no, 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 oh. no. It's just, it's, it's just the end of the sentence. <laughs> it's, it's a statement. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's really aggressive. You just said yes with a period. Like, sheesh, what's going on? Like, mm -hmm. No, I was, I was agreeing with you. Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> do you, do you have any favorite, like, uh, like voices or accents to do? Where you're like, ooh, if I could choose, these are. These are in my tool belt. Um, oh, favorite voices. I uh, I would say it's it's my favorite. I really like uh the classic Mean Girl voice. Ooh. <laughs> I'm actually working on something where I do get to play a Mean Girl recently. Sweet. Um, I think I've told you this before, but I have been consistently typecast in my earlier days. Consistently typecast both in theater and voiceover as the mean girl, as the <laughs> sassy, awful B word, always. You do have um, a lot of sass. A lot of I sass. do, I do have a lot of sass, but you know, I consider myself a fairly nice individual, or at least I, I hope so. so. I would say so. Uh, and so like, I was always like, wow, are people just looking underneath and seeing, seeing <laughs> the, the person me? I want to be? <laughs> like, just want to go crazy right. um, and let loose. But I really do like, being mean <laughs> because I don't get to do it very often. Um, sure. and I get to voice that internal, that internal voice. I think my favorite chance, uh, to do that was on like world of tomorrow where we did, uh, uh, Eve is insulting the diner. Yes. And by far, like one of my, you know, favorite lines I've ever delivered in voice acting is like to call this place a dive <laughs> would be yeah. an insult to all the men and women who participate in the event every yeah. four years. <laughs> like, like those burns 
are just, they're so fun. And then as yeah. far as accents go, I'm a big fan of like Chipper Cockney, like Tracy. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, that I really, really like, I really like that accent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that accent. I tried. I Really? Yeah. I, the glottal stops just messed me up. I it, see. It took me like two weeks to be able to say bottle of water. Bottle of water. Yeah. yeah. Two weeks. Two weeks to say that sentence, Callie. My <laughs> mouth just doesn't work that way. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I hear you. That's yeah. me with, uh, you'd think like being able to do Cockney and like standard English yeah. would, would that like New Zealand or Australia would be no problem. Absolutely Oof. not. Oof. I suck at yeah. those. Same, 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 same. Irish used to be pretty tough on me, yeah. but, uh, I recently got into, um, uh, an online musical. Ooh. Uh, so Dear Evan Hansen, I don't know if oh, you're familiar sweet. with that musical. Yes. yes. So, uh, a long, a long time ago, I think five years ago, actually the five year anniversary just passed, uh, a group of critters from Critical Role did, uh -huh. you know, uh, the Cantana Fansophical did a rewrite of Hamilton. I and listened. now we're working on, so I was an ensemble member in that. I know, I listened to uh, them. <laughs> and then we uh, are currently working on a Dear Evan Hansen, you know, rewrite. Uh, so that's a much bigger project because we're actually doing like scripts in between. Sure. Um, but I also got ensemble in that, but I also got Hayley. Oh, yeah. <gasps> um, who is Scanlon Shorthold's daughter and yeah. has an Irish, slight Irish accent. There you go. Uh, and I was like, okay, you know, I can deliver a couple lines. And then I got contacted by the director who was like, hey, so we want to give you an entire song to yourself, but you have what? to sing it in an Irish accent. Oof. Ow. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Not just speak, sing. Sing. So oh, I was like, no. oh boy, oh no. So I was on... Um, the international dialects of English archive idea. Nice. Uh, going over those dialects for weeks, weeks, just like Sheesh. looking up all the YouTube videos to try and figure out how to get this accent down. Yeah. Um, so oh I think I'm God. like semi-competent, but go. the amount of times I had to re-record, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to admit to it. Oh my God, I believe in you. That's I've been working on my Irish lately. It's it's difficult. But then it's like, oh, yes. you know, what part? Because I, I went to Ireland a few years ago mm. and I saw like the entire island. We did like thousands of miles in like a week and a half. And to go from like Dublin to Port McGee to Galway to Donegal to Belfast back down into Dublin, like each one of those places has a vastly different accent. Yes. It's wild. It's insane. It's wild crazy yeah. like dublin and belfast are only like three hours away from each other exactly they speak different languages <laughs> it it's crazy nuts and they're all equally difficult to imitate <laughs> yeah i i recently nuts. got on a um a a, a team uh, of people called uh banner media it's like an indie um company that's just starting up as a sound designer and cool I, i'm working under under this guy uh and we were kind of trying to set up a meeting uh over zoom to like talk about what what the expectations for the next upcoming project was mm -hmm. and i'm my first interaction with him over text speaking of text being misconstrued of course uh, i was like what time works for you and he goes i'll work around you darling and i was like <laughs> oh, i don't know how i feel about someone calling me darling 
it's kind of weird. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yeah, but then, then I get on the call with him and he goes, how are you doing today, darling? And I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> this is the most adorable accent ever. And he was so sweet. And I was just fangirling the whole time. He used phrases like, oh, bless your wee little heart as oh. like in a hundred percent seriousness. <laughs> it's the best accent in the world. The Irish oh. accent. I love oh. it. It's, it's music. It's music oh, yes. to me. Oh, yes. It's probably my favorite accent. I, really? I, I just love it. And when I was in Ireland, I'm like just listening to people talk. I'm like, it just, just sounds nice. You know, I don't know what it is. Like my, I, I'm from North Carolina originally. So like when I'm mm -hmm. really sleepy or when I'm really angry, my accent comes out. <laughs> oh, <laughs> or, when you're sleepy. Yeah. Yeah. Like when I'm like, ha you know, half awake and then it, the draw comes out a little bit more than it should. But, or when I go back home and I'm around family, five minutes in we're all just talking to each other like this what you got going on at work there you know it's, it gets it's strange the first it's time the my exact, wife saw it, I was like, what <laughs> the exact same thing for me uh i'm family crazy. in texas oh so, yeah 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 it's it, it takes like a two week uh two week cool down for yeah. me to actually get out of it as after my visit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but I didn't realize it until my my dad also has a YouTube video where he fix a YouTube channel where he fixes like he restores cars. What? And um, so I will like you know I'll I'll, I'll view and like his videos because yeah, I'm of a supportive daughter. Uh, but hearing him voiceover, I'm like, wow, that's a big <laughs> accent. Do I sound like that? But yeah, it's every time. I don't know about getting tired, but I definitely know getting angry. Yeah, it slips out. And it's people, just there can't help but laugh I'm like did you just did you just slip into a southern accent did you just call me hun <laughs> i never knew hun could sound so condescending yeah. bless your heart you got no oh, idea you you haven't been to the south <laughs> i'll tell you what hun can be a weapon if used correctly <laughs> she is just darling but i heard yeah yeah it's like wait no 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 hey <laughs> None of the words you're saying are the words you're meaning. I can hear it. <laughs> hear it. This is crazy. How how did you find World of Tomorrow? Because that's how we met. Yes. How, how uh, did you so find it? World of Tomorrow was given as a casting call to the voice acting nights. No way. Uh-huh. And I made it a rule that every time we got a casting call as a club, I would try out for it. I like um, it. So I tried out for Eve and Annie. Perfect. I believe it was just just the two of them. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it, it was the scene from the first season. For Eve, it was the scene where she's in Tim's apartment. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's like, yeah, the password is AAA. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the one for Annie was also when they were in the apartment. And, and she's talking about how Eve got, got arrested. Got it, got it, got it. Um, and honestly, I thought that I killed the Annie role a lot more than the Eve. <laughs> like, I was not really confident about Eve, um, sure. but I was, I was like near 100% Annie because I was like, I can be like Annie. I'm like super sweet, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like we, we hear the mean girl underneath. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, um, Ben, you know, said like you got the role of Eve and I was like oh cool 
Um, Cause I really didn't know the scope of world of tomorrow till we actually got down and down and dirty with it. Same, same. Um, like, like reading whoa. all the scripts. I was like, wow. Okay. This yeah. is a lot bigger than just some <laughs> yeah. random casting call that crossed my desk. Yep. Yep. How did you I hear about it? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> you don't remember? I, so I have the memory of an Alzheimer's patient. It's the, I can't remember anything. So ah. what, what I do remember, I'm fairly certain it was on backstage. It was either, it was either backstage yes. or it was one of the, like the, the voiceover, like Facebook groups where they mm -hmm. just put casting mm -hmm. calls. It was one of those. It might've been the Facebook one. But what I do remember was I auditioned for him. I don't remember what it was, what the audition was. But I remember I went to San Francisco after that. And then I got an email from him and he was like, Hey, can you, uh, can you record the scene really quick as like a call back to the audition or something? Uh -huh. And I was like, yeah, I'm out of town right now, but I'll be back in like a few days. So I was thinking, well, that's it. You know, that's how it goes. Yeah, like, yeah. And then he was like, well, no, just let me know like when you're back and, uh, and, and send it in. And I was like, I think he really wants me for this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I remember mm -hmm. thinking that and I was like, there's no way. Like, yeah. yeah, sure. Totally. Yeah. When I get back, it's fine. And then I was like sick or something like my throat was messed up for like two days. I was like, sorry, I, two more days. Like my throat just kind of, all right. He's like, no, no, no. Just, you know, when you get a chance just send it in, I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and then when I got it, I was like, oh, cool. All right. And, oh, he's the lead. That's cool. That's my, you know, that, that was my first ever voiceover gig. Was well yes. Time. Yes. Never, I did. It blows it. my mind every time you say it. Yeah. I just, every I don't know. Time. That's why I was like, there's no way. <laughs> Cause I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing, you know? And so when we started same sort of thing, I was like, Whoa, there's, there's five of these and they're like 40 pages. Each. This yeah. is crazy. <laughs> and, and then when we talked to Ben for the first time, he's like, Hey, listen, so we're thinking this is going to go for like multiple seasons. seasons. Like, hey, I was like, what just happened? <laughs> yeah. And he was like, Hey, we might do like convention appearances. Yeah. I was like, please don't. <laughs> I was like, whoa, wait, wait, what? How big is this? And then that's actually when I got onto like Ben's page, like Walt's Frozen Head, and like actually yeah. watched his his MFA yeah. movie. Yeah. And Same. I was like, oh my gosh, this was so much bigger of an opportunity than I ever thought. Yeah. Same. I, I feel like I should have tried harder in yeah. the audition. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm still like Ben. Why? Why? You should have picked someone else. Why'd you pick me? <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. And we have all of these amazing people I know. in the, in the cast Sheesh. that just like, no, I, yeah. the, the most recent, the signal. Yeah. Um, nailed it. Aunt Carol. Right. Oh, the talent. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Bonnie. Bonnie's my favorite. Bonnie. <laughs> yes. I wouldn't. <laughs> and he's got such an amazing like Facebook page and business. He's great. Sense. Like great. John Panda. So good. Yes. Phenomenal. He's my favorite character in the whole series. Just, Bonnie. hundred percent. <laughs> uh -huh. Eve. I wouldn't. <laughs> so just, uh, Eve. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so good. So love it. And uh, yeah, then uh, we have, oh, who, she, she sung the Christmas carols and she was Teresa. The, yes. Teresa. <laughs> Wild. So yes. amazing. I follow her Facebook too. And like all this stuff, she's like, here I am as an extra, Yeah. In this, you know, like Marvel movie. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. She's like, I've done Broadway. No big deal. I'm like, what? Yeah, why, no am, big deal. why am I here? <laughs> 
yeah, like why, why am I here? And why am I leading this conversation? Exactly. There's no way. Ben, you know, you cast a lead who doesn't know what he's doing when you have Broadway people in this, right? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Oh, I feel the same way 24 (laughs) seven. Yeah. So we did that. We did, uh, Epsilon, which comes out sometime this year. I'm very excited to hear that. Kickstarter is coming up soon. Yeah. I wonder if I sucked in it or not. We'll find out. You know, (laughs) I, uh, I, I tell the story all the time, how I almost passed out. Yeah. That was pretty intense. That that's the hardest thing I've ever done for voice. The screams. Yeah. 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 And like the screams and just like, I don't know, Nero went places that I've never been before as far as like performance and the fact that it was just voice having to lift all of that, which again, I was very glad to have you there because you set the bar and all I had to do was like meet you where you were. So like, if you really went for it and turned it up to 10, I'm like, well, I have to turn it up to 10 now, you know, whereas if you had not done that, then I wouldn't have done it. So we kind of just iron sharpens iron the whole time. And it was, uh, yeah, it was what, what made it even more difficult was, was not only that, but it was the fact that we had four days to record. Yeah. So we were doing, you know, three four episodes a day yeah with such a range of emotion <laughs> yeah and quick uh, quick turnarounds so quick like we we barely had any takes we had like two or three takes yeah um but Bonkers. yeah that was what was rough that, that was pretty rough for me as well i was like oh my yeah. gosh the sheer workload <laughs> yeah we got it we got to get this right on the first try <laughs> yeah i'm glad we didn't skip around though Agreed. That was, I'm, I'm glad we went chronologically so that I could build it. Same, um, same. That would have been yeah, I had a awful. couple, I, I had a couple moments in there too, where it was rough. Yeah. Cause Tessa. Yeah. <laughs> Tessa has a lot of mental issues going on. Yeah, she does. Uh, but yeah, like N- Nero, Nero really gets put through the ringer. Yeah. He's, he's, you know, he has a rough time. <laughs> <sighs> There's nobody I would rather yell with than you, Kelly. <laughs> of course. Oh, it's <laughs> the sweetest thing. So much of it was us just screaming at each other. I'm like, yeah, it we was. can do this. We can do this yeah. all day. <laughs> we had we had the warm-ups of Tim and Eve. Tessa and Nero. Yeah, we can we could crank this up. Well, how much yeah. do you want? <laughs> how much do you want? You you want you want a little bit more childish. Yeah. Like a little can, bit more angsty. We can, we do can that. scream at each other if that's what you guys want. Just understand what you're asking for. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And from there, that was when, like you mentioned before, you you just threw out this idea for departure. Mm-hmm. And I, being someone who gets excited, uh, would not let you leave it alone. Because <laughs> no. it's a damn good idea. <laughs> and uh, I'm still really excited about it. It's like these these are stories that need to be told, and I'm I'm very passionate about telling real st- like fun is fun. I enjoy fun, but I want some I want some depth. Give me some real stories that don't hold back and like mean something. And you just threw out the idea. I don't remember what prompted it. And you're like, oh well, you know, I did this thing, and I'm like, oh cool. What? Excuse mm-hmm. me. Uh, dig this up, please, and just make it because you need to make it. And I did not think for a second you wanted me to be a part of the process of making it. I just wanted you to make it. And uh, it's seen the light of day. Hey, I, I didn't know either until I saw that dr- that dramatic. Oh, that's what did it? That's what did it for me. I will that's say 100%. Funny. That's funny. I was like, all right, I'm going to have to hold a casting call for John again. <laughs> um, I actually have like the casting document 
that I made, but then, oh, really? yeah, you came out with your, your, you sent your dramatic reel in that chat. Um, That's funny. And I was like, no, I want him. What was there a specific clip that was like, oh, it was blisters. It was 100% ah, blisters. Yeah, that'll do it. 100% blisters. Cause it, it, I don't know. It, it touched that line of, of, of grief that I wanted to hit where yeah. grief isn't all tears yeah. all the time. True. Um, so I was like, yes, I need an actor who can capture that. And not only is he a film actor, but I know he can voice act. And I've worked <laughs> with him before. Sure. So, you know, I think that that is something that, that contributes to a lot of casting decisions that, that people, you know, people beat themselves up about it all the time. Cause mm -hmm. they're like, you know, I, I did everything right. What did I do wrong? It's like, well, sometimes it, it's just like not you could do everything perfect but you're just not what i yeah 100%. imagine or like i worked with this person before and i know they can do it yeah and i'm comfortable with them and i was so comfortable with you mm -hmm. and i was already there and then as soon as i saw that reel that's what clinched it <laughs> i was like no 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 i have to have this man as john yeah cool I mean, I'm glad because it's a hell of a roll and we knocked it out really quickly. We did. <laughs> we did. Not bad. Uh, Not bad. But so how was it then? Because you had made it years prior and mm -hmm. it was like live action. So it was mm -hmm. on screen and everything. Mm -hmm. So what did you have to do? What made you want to make it an audio medium? And what did you have to do to switch it? So, uh, the original pitch was, so I'm not going to go into great detail, but when sure. I was in the fil film program at UCF, um, I didn't have the best time because they were, I call, I and my friends call ourselves the generation that was left behind sure. um, when it comes to the curriculum, because we were smack dab in the middle of a change. So I didn't actually, I wasn't supposed to be making a short film until my capstone final film. Oh, so, okay. you know, I would have no knowledge of what to do. And I was supposed to just jump straight into my thesis project, you know? Sheesh. So I was like, all right, I got to figure out a way to get some experience directing and doing this kind of stuff. So I took on a six week summer um, independent study with a professor of mine, Professor Timothy Ritter. He's amazing. Nice. Um, and he took me on and said, basically, okay, we're gonna be making a short film in six weeks. Mm -hmm. And me being stupid, uh, <laughs> submitted a seven page script to him. And he was like, oh, I kind of only wanted a one page script, <laughs> uh, but we can make this work. Uh, so we went through a couple revisions, I cast it. Um, but when I held the casting call, since it was such short notice, I got two people auditioning for Sarah and two people auditioning for John. Oh boy. Um, and John specifically is where I struggled because one of the auditioners had a very heavy accent, mm -hmm. which was a bit tough to understand. So sure. I kind of had to choose the other. Got it. Um, and then because pre-production was so rushed, the day of, I remember the day of, I actually went into the bathroom during lunch and just cried my eyes out because I thought, yeah. you know, nothing is going right. Yeah. Um, this is my first production and I feel like I'm doing everything wrong. Sure. Uh, and 
I wasn't a good director, quite frankly, because I had no idea how to do it. And I didn't get the performance I wanted. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I, you know, I had to edit a rough cut for my final, for the, for the independent study. And I turned that in and I got the notes and I went back to it and I looked at it and I was like, I don't like this. Sure. I don't like anything about this. I think it's garbage. Yeah. Um, so I put it on an external hard drive and I, I said, I'd never touch it again. Uh, then, you know, as I said, you brought, I brought up, yeah, I wrote this script. It was great. And you were like, yeah, that actually is great. <laughs> and I was like, I wonder if it's really as good as I remember. So I went home and I, you know, I went through the script again and I'm like, wow, this is hitting me just as hard as it I did when I wrote it. Yeah. Um, it's a phone conversation though. That seems like it could just be an audio form. So mm -hmm. I transferred it to, I started writing it instead of in, you know, script uh, form, I started writing it in audio script form. Right. And I realized it was fairly easily transferable. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, I can, I can, I can do this. You know, right. I don't have to worry about organizing another casting call and organizing a DP and all this stuff. I have the capability to do every part of this. Yeah. So why not do it? I agree. Um, and I, I actually think, I think both media forms have their pluses and minuses. Agreed. But I am, I am happy with it in this form. Good. I yes. think you should be. I think, how's the reception been? Uh, the, <laughs> my professor, uh, Ritter, he actually did contact me and was like, Hey, I recently heard departure. <laughs> <laughs> um, great job. Like, you know, reviving it and doing what you did. Uh, I think it's great. And I was like, Oh my goodness. That that's amazing. Yeah. Um, I specifically want to know what, what I can do with it from here on out. Mm -hmm. uh, because I know if it was a film, I'd probably be submitting it to festivals and the Hell like. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think there's very much of that coming to like, not only audio drama, but this really isn't an audio drama. It's an audio scene is what I've right. come to call them. Sure. Uh, and an I have, audio short you know, film. I have like three or four of them on my, on my YouTube channel. I just, I don't know what they're categorized as. And I kind of want to get it out there more heavily because I've been I've been trying to advertise it on different audio drama discords, Facebook pages, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but as, as far as I can tell, the reception has been fairly positive. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Uh, yeah, but it, it's my first like written, produced, directed, acted, edited, you know, audio scene. So it's crazy, and it is damn good. Like, I, I love the just randomness of the fact that like blisters is my baby that mm -hmm. I've worked on for so long. Like I didn't direct it or shoot it or any of that, but I wrote it and I'm in mm -hmm. it and it's just me talking to a horse. Yeah. And yeah. So like, it's very personal. Like it's easily the most personal thing I'm ever going to work on. And so I have that. And a few weeks later you have departure. It's just kind of cool that like, I don't know. I feel like we're both running this race and then we're at the point where we're seeing each other at the same side. And we're like, oh yeah, we're doing this. We're doing it. Yeah. Oh, cool. All right. It's just, it's neat. It's so amazing, Brian. Like, I like it. Like you don't even know having someone to run the race alongside you Yes. and like 
sporadically just slap you in the butt and tell you, yeah. Hey, <laughs> Hey, move. Like, right. look, look, look how, look, look how I, I'm like 16 steps ahead of you. Yeah. Come on, <laughs> catch up. It's so inspiring. <laughs> and I mean, it feels so good. Yeah, I agree. Especially uh, the kind of creative you are, I think, like, has come across just in this conversation that that we are fairly similar creatives. Yeah, I think so. Um, and operate on a, on a very similar wavelength. So, so to have someone like that running a race at the same time as me, like, yeah. the fact that we found one another, it's, it's I mean, I think it's like a once in a lifetime thing. And I'm so, so very grateful for it. Same. Because I think it has pushed me, you know, you say I push you, you have yeah. pushed me as, <laughs> as well, like, you know, with those show reels and being so outward and, you know, encouraging me and telling me, hey, you want to yeah. do something, you just do it. Yeah. You're afraid, you're afraid you'll fail. So what? Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's true. I think it's important because I, I, <laughs> I am terrified to fail all the time. <laughs> so, oh, oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's freaky. <laughs> Failure it's, is free. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I, it helps having a personal like reference to, to go off of, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. we, we have our heroes and we have these people that we look up to, but it's totally different when like your friend is doing it because you can have that like, oh no, we're for real. Like we're doing this together because it, it can be so isolating. I find like mm -hmm. with, with the things that you're doing, like you're running your own race, you're trying to achieve your dream. It's very solitary you know? So it's nice to know that like, oh, well, you're solitary there and I'm solitary here, but we're both doing the same thing and we can help each other achieve those things. And like, I don't know, I'm, I'm a big fan of encouraging my friends. So, you know, you know that every time you post something, I'm like, Hey, good job. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's, uh, I mean, the dose of serotonin I get yeah. every time. It's, I know what that's like, you know, like yeah. one good job, or this was really good. Or like, Hey, I felt this. I will ride that high for two weeks. Oh yeah. You know, oh, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do that to everyone. <laughs> you've had, yeah, no, you've actually beaten out like a couple, I, I have a group of like three friends that are like, <laughs> they're, they are my ride or dies. I will never find anyone like them. And you know, one of them's like in medical school, but she is the one that's like always first to like my stuff on Instagram yeah. or on Facebook or whatever. And you like beat her out a couple of times. That's right. And she, the first thing she like texted me, she's like, who is this Brian balance? This Jedi Brian, who does he think he is? Does he like you? Like, what, why is he responding so positively? And I'm like, he's just a super nice guy with just like so much positivity to put out into yeah. the world. You have to try harder. That's right. Step your game up, girl. <laughs> Brian has entered the ring. Exactly. Yeah. But that I, I have, I've never heard a better way to put it than, than running the race in solidarity, but yeah, it's pretty cool. It's, and it's difficult. What we're doing is difficult. Oh, and and I, I, you know, and if it's nice to know that, like, and also to look back, you know, at all the things oh, we've done, yes. like, I, that's why I genuinely, I'm sharing departure left and right and telling people like in person, I'm like, Hey, do you got six minutes? Listen to this. Like I went to Chris's house last night and I was like, dude, departure, <laughs> the thing I was telling you about, it's out. Like you should, you should listen to it right now. He goes, oh, all right. He literally put headphones in, walked into the other room and then came back and just kept being like, holy shit. What? Wow. And just kept walking around saying that. I was like, I know, right? <laughs> like he was blown away by it. And then he was like, wait, was she, was she the one that did the voice in, in that clip? 
in your show reel? I was like, yes. And he goes, we are team Cali in this house. <laughs> and I was like, I know. <laughs> it's just cool. It's cool. Yeah, it's it's awesome. I like it. I like it a lot. And just everything you're doing, like the the end of days care. Absolutely love uh, it. Like I, you know, I think the other thing is because I've been in like the indie scene for all these years and stuff, I've I've been in and seen a lot of horrible things. <laughs> like this, yeah, this is not good. The worst movie I've ever seen, I'm in it. And so I'm like, ah, right, 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 right. That's so, fair. That's fair. You know, so I'm I'm so used to seeing things that are not good. So when something good comes around, be it a story or a piece or an actor, it's so like diamond in the rough to me that I'm yes. like, hey, listen. And so from the time that we met on uh, World of Tomorrow, I was like, oh, how do I hitch my wagon to her? Oh, because <laughs> she's going places. <laughs> Same mindset, man. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I, I do need to talk about Critical Role, though. Of course, because I am a massive fan. But again, I feel like I'm coming up on the other bend from you because like you've been playing D&D way longer than me. You've been doing voiceover longer than me. You've been a critter since the beginning. And I'm mm. like, oh, ooh, what else is <laughs> Kelly doing that I could get into? <laughs> but so are, are you caught up? I am caught up. Oh, that ending, I am. Huh? I am. Oh, my gosh. Oh. I couldn't. I, I expected it. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Yeah. I was. But the whole thing that got me upset was that everybody in the cast was like, oh, Astrid turned us in. I'm like, yeah. no, she didn't. You set off an earthquake and a fireball. Like, <laughs> even if Astrid house. wanted to like, yeah, you know, turn you in, she wouldn't even have gotten the chance before you did it yourselves. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no. Dude, who is your favorite character? Oh, that's such a hard one. I know. Um, Who's your current favorite character? My current favorite character? Yeah, because mine has switched a few times, but. Uh, yeah, time. yeah, 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 I agree. Yeah. Uh, probably Jester. Ooh, good I one. I would say probably Jester, but it it's not slash Beth a lot Ooh, of the time. Ooh, really? Uh-huh. Okay. And okay. of course it was Molly first. Oh, yeah. yeah. I still do like him though, because I actually, I'm also He's playing a tiefling terrifying. blood hunter. Oh, um, so like okay. every time like an ability comes up, like Ford's Ford's recent, like the thing on his chest. Yes. I'm like, oh, oh, that's that's the bond of castigation. Like, <laughs> I, I know what that is. I haven't gotten that yet. But but you, you can dispel it. But you have to do this. And this this. Um, right. So, yeah, I was a big fan of Molly, um, <laughs> like a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, I'm just a big fan of, I think, Sam Regal. Yeah, that's fair. Because. So his characters are so outwardly funny yep. and gag worthy mm -hmm. and all this stuff. But then he hits you with the what's my mother's name scenes. Yeah. Or the or the, you know, the goblins drowned me and I became everything I'm not. Not pretty. Yeah. Not brave. <sighs> and, Goosebumps. you know, those moments just. Yeah. It, it shows what he can do with his characters and they're fantastic. Yeah. Um, I'm also a big fan of, of Travis and the way he plays. I think yeah. Travis goes for it no Agreed. matter what. Like, I think Agreed. one of my favorite examples of that was when he was like stuck through with the sword by the automaton, the anti-magic automaton. Yeah. And uh, he just looked down at his chest and started going, oh, 
oh, yeah. <laughs> like screaming. Yeah. Um, and you know, Matt didn't, ex- <laughs> instead of being like, oh my gosh, I just took 62 points of damage. Someone help me, help me, help me. Yep. He was like completely playing into it. Yep. And he's so encouraging he as is. a player. Every time, you know, Yasha rages, he's like, yes, or, yep. or encouraging. But yeah, Jester Lavore. Yeah, I how like, can you not? I like happy characters. Yeah. Um, because I think my my big second major character, I was challenged by the DM to make an adventuring character who didn't have a tragic backstory because he said it couldn't be done. <laughs> sure. Um, you know, and I I, I made I managed to create one, and you know, she kept her sunny disposition throughout the entire campaign, and I feel like nice. that's Jester. I feel yeah. like. She has a, it's, it's semi-tragic backstory, but I feel like we get the development of the character in the campaign holistically. Yeah, I agree. Like her discovering that the world isn't such, you know, isn't black and white, Mm -hmm. her relationship with the traveler, her relationship with her father. Yeah. Just having that all escalate on screen in real time, as opposed to having, you know, past stuff to pull from i think yeah. that's great who who are who are you currently standing yasha yasha yeah, yes my, yasha's my favorite i love those types of characters it's great like, that she's around now yeah um you know yeah. like i was i was eh on yasha but it was it was probably now i'm realizing strictly because ashley was so off and on yep that i didn't get to know her yep yasha yasha's my favorite it was caleb for a long time Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but yasha that's 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 my one she i so i have uh i have i have cried several times in this campaign i will say i've i've not listened to the first campaign i came in late as i said okay okay um i started listening maybe like i don't know 20 20 or 30 maybe sessions into campaign two i was like what is this critical role thing and i was like yes what? <laughs> and it i i don't know how to enjoy things moderately so i was immediately obsessed and 100%. i had just recently started playing D, so it was hook, oh, line, and sinker right in yeah. i was like this it's is who over. i am now i'm getting a d20 <laughs> tattoo soon like this is not a joke anymore um and so there were a few times i remember the first time was when Yasha, it wasn't even Ashley, it was Matt, but when Yasha saw Molly's grave. Yes. And I and remember screamed. Yeah. Like towards the, the heavens. What what got me was right before that, when she goes up, she like takes a few steps really slow. And you know, Matt is an incredible God tier storyteller. Yes. And he had like Yasha walk up and then fall to her knees. And then when Bo and Jester put their hands on her shoulders, it said she was slowly shaking. And I was like, as someone who has experienced a lot of loss, that is exactly what happens. And I just broke. And mind you, I wasn't watching it. I was listening to it. Listening to it. Yeah. So the um, the power of that story just coming through a speaker while I'm working, just like I had to stop for a second. And I was like, damn. And then she's like, I'll be back when I'm ready. And which was a genius way to, you know, write Yasha off because Ashley had to go film. Yeah. Blind spot and all that. But like, ooh, I was like, whoa, D&D can. Wow. Okay. Okay. I'm in. Okay. Okay. So that was my first one. But the next one was actually when not saw uh Yesik again. Oh. And there's that whole like oh. you can't look at him and he turns around and he's like, it's okay. And I was like, oh tears. Yeah. Tears. Yeah. Just 
oh, oh, just the power. So the good. power that D and D has. It's like the the camaraderie. And when you have like A plus actors that are really giving it, you know, like when when uh, when like Saloon showed up and like grabbed the traveler and was gonna take her, and Jester's like, no, 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 no. That no. one like, got me. Ah, ow. Ow. That one got me. Also the one, the dream sequence where Yasha let go of her wife. Yep. That one broke me. That, that one me. killed me. Baroque. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I, I cried a lot at the end of campaign one because it was, you know, the end. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, oh my gosh, these characters. Yep. Uh, but yeah, that yep. one, that's probably the second hardest I've cried at Critical Role was definitely. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm Don't let me be a tether anymore. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Because I didn't see it coming. You know, I, I didn't Same. understand what Matt was trying to do. I was mm -hmm. like, I was like, Ashley, what are you doing? Reach for your wife, like help her up. Yeah. And then when Ashley didn't and took to the sky with her wings, yeah, I was like, this is the wrong choice. And yeah. Matt was like, there are no wrong choices. Mm -hmm. You know, I was like, oh, yeah. Goosebumps. Okay. It hurts so much, but yeah, sometimes you got to move on. Yep. Oh, it's so good. It's, it's so good. good. It's so I, good. I, I, uh, I, so I bought the audiobook for the, the world of critical role. Oh, I yes. Highly, highly recommend it. Cause it's, it's, it's a narrated by Mary Elizabeth McGlynn. Yes. Which is God you know, to your voice. Yeah. Agreed. And so a lot of it is about both campaigns. So there's a lot of the first campaign stuff in it. And I was like, oh, this is crazy. Cause you know, I don't know these things. And she talks about um, Vaxel Dan's goodbye. Yes. And I was like, oh man. So I watched it. Mm -hmm. Broke. Tears just falling down. I did not, I don't know these characters. I have not experienced this campaign, but that goodbye broke me because it's that good. The story's that good. The actors are that good. And I'm like, I want to tell stories like this. This is, this is what I'm into, you know? And it's, it's been cool to kind of touch that with like departure and yeah. with Epsilon and things like this. Like there's things with blisters, like it's pretty cool. Stories are amazing. Agreed. It is, it is what I, I want to commit my entire life to is telling stories. Agreed. It's just... Oh, it's it's beautiful. I will do anything for a good story. Yeah, same. And we're lucky enough to where we can just force each other to do things now. <laughs> yes, but we can. <laughs> no, we can create them. Yeah, it's, yeah. Oh, it's wild! We've, it's wild. You you've reached your 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 next form where you can write, direct, and perform and edit masterpieces yeah. such as Departure. I'm very excited for what you do next. And I'm gonna you know again blackmail you and let me try out for it. Heck yeah. Let's see what happens. But hey, we've been talking for almost two hours. <laughs> Have we? Yeah. <laughs> I guess we, that's what happens with this podcast. You know, we did it. Hey, oh. Hey, oh. So, this was so fun. It was. I, I can't believe it really happened. So <laughs> Why was I so nervous? I don't know. What's going on here? What happened? No. You know? <laughs> I wasn't going to, well, I mean, I do have a list of like voices and line reads I need you to do before you go. But other than that, oh, I don't know understood. why you were nervous. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, no, this was great. I was so excited to have you on and to make this happen. This was awesome. So before I let you go, I have to ask mm -hmm. where can people find you online? 
Tell me about your YouTube channel, Departure. Give me some. Okay. So uh, I have all of the the online stuff. I have uh, my Twitter, which is Callie Wills at Callie underscore Forney, F-O-R-N-E-Y. I have my YouTube channel, which is currently Callie Wills, C-A-L-L-I-E-W-I-L-L-S. I'm thinking of changing it up, but for now, that's what it is. I've also got an Instagram, which is Callie Wills underscore V-A. And then you can find me on Facebook too. You're Uh, everywhere. Just Callie Wills. I'm, I'm, I'm everywhere. I try to be everywhere. Uh, but yeah, that's where you can find me, contact me, um, look forward to bi-weekly videos and hopefully more collaborations with Brian. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. This was awesome. And... Hello, friends. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Interesting Podcast. If you'd like to follow the show, it's at Pod of Interest on Twitter. If you'd like to follow me, I'm at Jedi Brian on all social media sites. You can also find me at BrianBalance.com. There you'll find all my demos and a bunch of other fun stuff. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it and tell your friends. A good rating or review always helps and is greatly appreciated. Let the people know we've got some cool stuff going on over here. Speaking of cool stuff, we now have merch. Just search The Interesting Podcast on tpublic.com to get you some sweet gear. I've also got a Patreon, so if you'd like to support the show more directly, you now have that option over at patreon.com slash jedibrian. On that note, special thanks to Bernice, Chris, Ben, Jim, Daz, Kelly, Daryl, and Victor. Your support means so, so much, and I cannot tell you how much I appreciate it. So until next time, be well.